So if you want to achieve something in the year that you haven't achieved before, or maybe you're trying to achieve again, you have to think about it from the version of you that has already achieved it. You're listening to the Rich and Hired Podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rich and Hired podcast. So today is January 2nd, the time I'm recording this. This will be coming out next week, and we are starting a new year, 2024, year of eight. If you don't know what that means, in numerology, you add up the numbers, so two plus zero plus two two plus four is eight. And eight is like an infinity number. It's a number of luck. And so a lot of people think that 2024 is going to be an exceptionally good year. I think so too. I honestly feel like I woke up on New Year's Day and was like, something feels different. (laughs) So I definitely think that there's been a lot of awakening and growth in the collective consciousness the last couple years, especially with COVID. And just as a reminder, like we're not that far removed from COVID. And I think we forget that collectively we went through this like really crazy traumatic situation and we all had to like everything in our shadow like got highlighted during that time. So there was a lot of growth and healing that needed to happen, but we're on the other side and I think we have a lot of good things up ahead for 2024. Now, if you're like me, you love setting goals and love the new year. It feels like a new journal. If you guys ever have bought a new journal, it's like fresh and blank and there's nothing in it and there's just like so much potential for what can be done with this journal and that's what a new year feels like to me it feels like a new journal and I freaking love that feeling the possibility and because we're all like you know celebrating a new year there's a collective energy of just freshness and energy and hopefulness and you can feel it like it's tangible energy is real and you can can feel the collective consciousness and how we feel at this time of year. So I want to go over four tips to help you achieve your goals in 2024, no matter what they would be. And in case you're listening to this later on, or if you haven't set goals yet, I just want to remind you all that it's never too late to set goals. And we'll be kind of touching on that as well in this episode and why it might be important for you to set goals later in the year. But whatever time of year you're listening to this or wherever you're at, just know that it's literally never too late to set goals. And this will hopefully just help you get organized and ready and focused when you are ready to do that. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So the first thing that I want you all to know and remember is that 
this is not actually the new year. So the calendar that we use now is the Gregorian calendar, and it was created 500 years ago by the church. There was a pope that created it, Pope Pope Gregory VIII. And basically, this you know calendar is created by humans. This is just another reminder that time, days, months, all things that were made up by humans doesn't really exist. I mean, what is January? Just a month, whatever. <laughs> time is not real. Um, <laughs> but if some of you, some of you guys are getting that, and some of you might be like, Chelsea, what are you talking about? But basically, this calendar that we have really isn't aligned, in my opinion, with the actual new year in Earth. So if we think about what the Earth is doing in January, it's wintertime. It's a time for hibernation, for the Earth to go inward, for things to literally die and come back in the spring. And I think that a big reason that people are unhappy in their careers is because we are so disconnected from nature, from our true being, from who we really are deep inside. And so many of us forget that we are made from the same things as the trees, as the squirrel outside, as dogs, like everything is connected. It all came from the universe and we are all one. This is a universal law, the law of oneness. And if you just think about, you know, nature itself and what everything else in the world or at this time is doing and what we're doing, we're, we're doing the complete opposite, right? We're doing the opposite of what nature is doing. We're trying to like go big and have a lot of energy and everyone wants to do 75 hard and like go hard towards your goals, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I love setting goals. I set big goals for the year, but I want you to remember that it is very important that you don't discredit what is happening in nature and what you very likely need. Most people at this time need rest. They need nurturing. They need nourishing. They need reflection. So it is a great time of year because again, the collective consciousness will affect you. And I think again, there's a hopefulness, but I think a big reason that most people abandon their goals by February or March is because they are working against themselves. They're working against nature. They're trying to go hard, have all this energy, and then they burn themselves out. I see a lot of people burn themselves out early on. And then it's like you spend the whole year recovering and then you repeat the cycle again. So I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to be successful in achieving your goals. And I think in order to accomplish that, you're going to have to honor what is happening in nature and incorporate that in your day to day. So what might that look like? If you're someone who's trying to achieve big career goals, that might look like creating a sustainable job search strategy. This is something I am huge on. It's a big part of my coaching program. We don't focus on just going like balls to the wall. We focus on sustainability, consistency, and making sure that you have time for things that make you happy, like things you're doing outside of work and job searching, meditation, nervous system regulation, subconscious reprogramming, all this other stuff that really adds up to you having the career that you want. So whatever you have planned for this year, Make sure that you are thinking about the things that align with nature at this time of year. 
Have you taken time to reflect? Have you taken time to nourish? Are you taking time for self-care? For me, I just want to like make soup (laughs) and meditate. And I still like, I want to lose weight and get healthy this year. So like I'm going to the gym, but I'm also like doing Pilates rather than like doing crazy HIIT workouts. I'm definitely not doing something like 75 hard, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just For me, that feels like it's going to require a lot of energy that I just don't have. Like literally the days are short. Like I go to bed at this time of year at like I'm in bed at eight and I'm asleep by like nine and that feels good to me. And that is really what I feel called to at this time of year. So think about what nature is doing. Think about how you can embody that in your way, in your life, and then incorporate that into your goals. The second thing that I would invite you to focus on is how you can create goals and intentions. So most people set goals, right? Or maybe you make a resolution, right? You want to look at your phone less. You want to lose weight. You want to get a new job. And oftentimes we set smart goals, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, results-driven, time-sensitive. That's what smart goals stand for. And all that is fine and good. I think that's a, a great structure and framework and strategy. But I think that goals have a tendency to make us feel like crap (laughs) because goals are all or nothing. And we're going to talk about this as well. It's like you achieve the goal and if you don't, you're a failure, right? I know I've set goals in the past and when I haven't reached them, I've kind of felt bad. Like I did not feel great. And I've tried different strategies, like I'll set three levels of goals. So I'll set like an easy attainable goal, a challenging goal, and then like a reach goal that feels like, you know, out of a little bit out of reach, but still achievable. And that helps. But still, if you don't even reach the easy goal, then you're kind of like, you know, it can be hard to bounce back. So what I've done and what I've taught my clients when we did our goal setting seminar this year is to set both goals and intentions. So goals are future focused, right? They are focused on something in in the future that you're going to achieve, right? It's typically not something that can happen right away. You say, you know, I want to get a new job by the end of 2024. Great. The intention is present focused. And it's more focused on feeling. It's more focused on now. So maybe you say that you want to get a job by the end of the year, but you want to have a sustainable job search strategy that feels good, that feels like you're making progress and embraces more feminine energy, for example, right? That's something that you could start doing right now. Like you can achieve that intention today if you wanted to, right? With the right tools and resources. So what I find is that this creates a really nice balance where you have the masculine structure of a goal, but the feminine flow and the feminine energy of the intention, the feeling, it's kind of like masculine and feminine is like a glass of water, right? The masculine is the cup that holds the water and the feminine is the water. So I think when we set goals, they can feel very masculine and like structured and sometimes forced. And then we, when we add the intention, I feel like it softens it a little bit, right? It adds that flow, that ease, that ability for us to kind of 
change and adapt and again, just kind of start working towards that now. So that's something I started implementing this year and feels really good to me. It has felt really good to my clients and I'm really excited about that new strategy and perhaps that will feel really good to you. Okay, the third thing I'd like you to think about is all or nothing mentality. So this plays into that previous part about goals and intentions. And like I said, I feel like goals can be very all or nothing. It's like either I achieve this and I'm a failure and that's it. And I feel like a lot of our society has been poised to believe that. But we sure as heck know that that does not typically serve us. (laughs) Maybe it can for a moment, you know, pressure can be powerful you know, short term, like if you have a house that's burning and you need to like run inside and you feel like adrenaline, like in a moment, like, yeah, that's going to help you in that moment. But pressure is not beneficial long term. And a lot of times, again, I feel like goals can add pressure, which then lead to us feeling burnt out, dissatisfied, misaligned, unfulfilled, all the things we don't want. Right. So with all or nothing, To shift this, what we can do is instead embrace the idea that life is imperfect, (laughs) right? Life is a journey. There are going to be ups and downs. And as much as it's great that we're turning over a new leaf into a new year, the year's not going to, life isn't perfect. Things are going to come our way. There are likely going to be obstacles. There are likely going to be things that we didn't expect. And instead of us feeling like when those obstacles come, we have to start over or we have to start the next year or everything's effed. (laughs) Instead, it's the idea that we learn from that and move forward. So a good example would be if you're on a hike and you're hiking and you see a snake and you have to like go around the snake, right? And then you walk a little further and you see a boulder that you didn't expect and you have to go around the boulder. It's not like you have to start, it's not like you see the snake and you're just like, oh, gotta go home, you know, like, unless you're like terrified of snakes, (laughs) maybe you choose a different hiking trail or, you know, you just kind of like go far around it. If you see a boulder, like if I saw, I've, you know, seen like fallen trees before, I'm not like, oh, well, that's it. Let's turn around and forget it. Like, oh, okay. How can I get around this tree? Can I get around this tree? Like, I'm not going to just like start over from the beginning. And that's how we can approach this differently, right? If something comes up, if something's not working, instead of being like, I'm starting over, you're thinking, what have I learned so far? And how can I embrace this as a normal part of the process? Failure, and I don't even want to say failure, just like learning, like things not working the way you expected and you learning is a normal part of life. It's a normal part of achieving our goals. And there's even this beautiful comparison that I make in my coaching program about the cycle of change. So if you want to look this up, you can just Google it, cycle of change. And it's a circle that basically shows what people go through when they're wanting to make a change. Now, I believe the original study was based off of addiction. So how people go from being an addict to, you know, being recovering or a recovering addict. And it goes through the process of, you know, the person contemplating making a change, the person taking action to make a change, actually making the change and going through the whole cycle to, you know, being changed and, you know, moving forward from their addiction. But what is included in this cycle of change is this upward spiral where basically 
every time someone quote unquote fails, right? And, you know, maybe they relapse or, you know, they go back to their old habit. They're actually learning to help them get to the point where they will actually make the change. And so this is something that has been studied, right? That when you are making a change, trying to move towards something, a bigger goal, you're not starting over from ground zero when you make this change. You are learning as you go and there is an upward spiral that happens as you make this change. And when I say upward spiral, right, it's like every time you go through that cycle, every time you learn. And so I think it's really important to embrace that it would be lovely if we lived on a planet where... (laughs) everything just like was a perfect, a perfect journey. And you just, you know, set a goal and everything lined up (laughs) and you achieved the goal and everything just went perfectly. That would, that'd be great. But we live on earth and earth is a school (laughs) and earth has a lot to teach us. Our souls have a lot to learn here. And because of that, we're going to have to go through some lessons to achieve what we want. So knowing that that is pretty much a guarantee, (laughs) it's really important to think about how you can learn from the things you're going to encounter this year. And a big question you can ask yourself is, how can I respond to these things rather than react? And this is why I'm so big on nervous system regulation, because the more you regulate your nervous system, the more you can respond. This is such a big part of my coaching such a big part of everything I do, because literally if your body is just constantly reacting, number one, you're likely going to be in fight or flight mode like all the time. And number two, you're you're literally not going to be able to make decisions from your highest level, from your best self, from your most coherent and best place. Because again, you're, you're likely in that survival fight or flight mode. So instead we can regulate and get to a more responsive place where we're curious, where we're thinking creatively, where again, we're learning and using the normal ups and downs of life to get us closer to where we want to be rather than feeling like we have to start over every time. The last and final tip that I'm going to leave you all with is about identity. So this is something I think a lot of people miss. This is a big theme of a book I'm reading, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's basically the idea is in Atomic Habits. And also I've seen this idea throughout various self-help books and coaching practices that you have to think about what you want to achieve from your future self, from your higher self, from a version of you who has achieved those goals. A lot of times people try to achieve goals or look at their goals, what they want to do or go after their goals from a past version of themselves. So for example, if you want to get a new job in the new year, but you have gotten rejections, maybe you've gotten poor performance reviews, maybe there's people around you that are saying that what you want to achieve isn't possible. That's all past you, right? And past you is feeling maybe like you're having mindset blocks on what you want to achieve. You're not sure if it's possible, but the version of you that already has the job you want is confident. They know that it's possible. They are abundant. They are already living that reality. So if you want to achieve something in 
the year that you haven't achieved before, or maybe you're trying to achieve again, you have to think about it from the version of you that has already achieved it. Now, to take this a step further, you also will be most likely to be successful if you embody the daily habits and routines of the version of you that has what you want to achieve. So I think a lot of times we set these big goals, right? Like whatever, I want to lose 10 pounds. And then we don't really think about what we would need to do day to day to achieve that. And this is a big part of Atomic Habits. It's a lot about, you know, routines and habits and how they, the small things add up over time. And there's been numerous studies that have been done that show this is true, right? Like most people do not stick to their habits because, If you're just going through things on like a day to day, like you go to the gym a few times, like you don't see the weight come off immediately. If you apply to a few jobs, you may not get an interview immediately. And a lot of people are just like, whatever, I give up. I'm not motivated because they aren't making it a lifestyle change. And again, they're not thinking about their identity. So here is what you can do to do things differently. Number one is to figure out that version of you that has what you want and to think about who they are. What are they dressed like? What do they do on a daily day-to-day basis? What are they doing monthly, daily, quarterly, yearly? How do they think? What are their friends like? What is their family like? What are their boundaries like? Like as specific as you can get, get that specific (laughs) and really figure out what that version of you looks like. This may take time, like it may take more than one sitting to narrow this down and to get clarity. It could take days, weeks, or months. But the more you think about this, and even if you just start to get the ball rolling in what that version of you is like, then you can start to work backwards to say, okay, if this person, you know, does X, Y, Z, how can I start to do that now? Do you need to have a morning routine? Do you need to get support? Do you need to cut out certain habits? Do you need to spend less time on your phone? Do you need to change the way you've been doing things? When you can focus on identity and then figure out the routines and habits that embody that identity, you no longer are just setting this like long-term big goal. You're actually making an action plan to get towards those goals that is going to happen on a day-to-day. This is like transformational for me and has helped me so much throughout the years. Mindset work. This is really just mindset work is what it is. And then kind of putting that into daily action. But another last kind of thing I'll say about this that I heard, I think on TikTok, is thinking about like a character like version of you that has the things you want. You can even think of it like you know, Xenon warrior princess or, you know, like a celebrity, like, or even like a movie character, like, or like Wonder Woman or something like literally thinking about an alter ego that embodies the goals that you want to achieve. And again, like embodying that alter ego and embracing that, that is so, so, so powerful because again, you're not thinking about, it's just a, that's just a trick to not think about things in your current way. It's a trick to think about things in a future way of you, an elevated way of you, a higher version of you. So let's recap the four tips. Number one is you are going to remember <laughs> that this is not the new year. Spring is the new year. And you're going to 
evaluate how you can incorporate what winter brings during this time of year. And I'll even add to probably reassess your goals in the spring. Number two is to set both goals and intentions so that you could start working and feeling your intention right now and probably inevitably get closer to your goal. Number three is to evaluate how you might be embodying all or nothing mentality and working to shift that. And number four is for you to think about your identity, that alter ego, that higher version of you who has what you want, and to figure out the routines, habits, day-to-day that this individual, this version of you is doing, and to embody that now. I'm so excited for the year ahead. So many fun things planned. I'm just excited to dive in and really just make this an incredible year. So happy to have you with me. So grateful for you. And let's get after it. I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Talk to you soon.